So it's spring. This is uh, this is episode two of the Here You Are Wasa podcast. I'm uh, I'm Dino, and I'm Eric. And so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, spring and what it means here in our town. So I'm going to let you start, Eric. Well, I don't know if this has anything to do with spring, but I was uh, looking out the window this week at the big brown field along the river district. I was just thinking about all of the progress that the city was planning to make with that and just wondering where that's where that's at. Have you heard anything? I haven't. So I know what uh so I know what's interesting for me is that there's a there's sort of an ad hoc committee, you know, full of local activists and really interested river fronters and uh they were formed a couple of years back or 10 years ago or something and it just uh and it hasn't gone anywhere, you know. It's it's it seems to to. I think with projects like this, there there needs to be a champion. So you know, because it's a it's a big project. It's going to be a big, massive undertaking. You know, it's a it, there's water, there's you know the structure, there's going to be money involved and things like that. And so I'm I'm uh, I try to compare it to something that I took part in and. You know the the four hundred block is something that I took part in, and the and the thing that I think is different about the four hundred block versus the the river project is the four hundred block had uh, an an absurd sort of champion in Doctor Joe Freeman. Like he put his own money in there. He he spent his own. He had a vision for what he won and done, and he was willing to pursue that. And it seems like the riverfront project is the exact opposite. Like there isn't, to my knowledge, sort of one person championing the project. And as a result, it seems to be fading. I don't think there's been a good plan, though. I think with the 400 block, there was a great plan in place. At least well, let's the, let's not get crazy. I, at, at one point, there was a glockenspiel planned. So, well, you know, let's not call anything great along the way. I mean, we ended up with a good plan, but... Yeah, I, and and so again, I think, it, I mean, God, it be it would be great if the riverfront was done. I mean, especially for you, you know. Yeah, I think that there. I just really think that I, you know, I go back to this plan idea, and I think there really needs to be something in place. You talk about all of the people involved, and those folks are. This might sound ageist, but they're all ancient. Yes. Where are the millennials? Where are the people? in our, you know, the generation Xers, the generation Ys, you know, where are those folks involved in all of this? Because what they're planning is is for their future. Right. And not for the people on these committees. No. And that and that's right. I mean, where is the the young person engagement? I wonder. I mean, I think it's you know, you look at our city council, I think Tom Neal's the youngest guy. Right. And that's horrible. Not because it's Tom, but just because He's an old guy now, you know. Yeah. 
yeah, there needs to be some sort of engagement in how to how to bring these people in, and, and I think that you know what we set out to do in this podcast is kind of what this this group needs to do. They need to think about the future. They need to think about how they're going to change communities, how they're going to advance, and they need to do some progressive things. Putting more office structures, for instance, is not progressive. That's going to be a waste. Look at the downtown and all of the parking ramps buildings with vacant office space. How is that bringing people into the downtown? Who's going to want to put their money into a plan that's going to end up with a bunch of vacancies and just look dilapidated over the over time? Right. I just, you know, I, I wonder what, what would go there. I mean, you know, apartments or housing or green space. I think there's all of that in their plan. They've got, you know, space set out for all of that to you know, Greenwoods are, are considering putting a Dave and Buster's type restaurant on one far end I think near the Bridge Street and so there's you know there's entertainment that's going to be there I'm just very concerned about the whole office idea office space idea who I mean what so so tell me a little bit more about that or what what do you know about that I don't really know anything about the water project well there's there's a company out of Canada that put on a, a presentation last year with two recommendations and one was heavier on some retail space residential housing and one was one plan was heavier on uh, office space and residential housing so there's a lot of green space there's a uh, I think there's a like a dam or some sort of a brook that they're going to open up. So there'll be some more waterways, a lot of walkways. But it just doesn't seem very well thought out or considered. You know what's going to happen down the road when those folks all move out? I guess right. The residential folks, you know, then what are you going to do with it? There's going to be no drop for the community to come down if nobody's living there. Right. Not that that's a not that that's a great draw to begin with, but but that's sort of a guaranteed draw. I mean, if that's where you live, you're you sort of have to go back, you know, because you have to go home. But I you yeah. Know, but are you utilizing the space? Just because there's residential residential down there doesn't mean that those residential folks are utilizing those spaces. Not everybody's a walker, you know. Not everybody's going to go out of their riverfront apartment or condo and take a stroll down the down the walkways that's exact yeah you're right i i agree i mean there are my dog and i have just only recently started uh walking on the existing trail down by downtown really that section you know you park in the dudley parking lot and walk you know that that section of the trail my dog and i have only started doing that and we've it's so what we experienced not to change the subject not, not to divert too far and i'll get back but what we experienced was we crossed over there's a bridge on the trail and the drunk guys who used to sit in the 400 block now sit in the woods right on the other side of that bridge and so even i just went okay look i don't want to do this i don't want to walk by you guys you know so i just went this is unappealing to me so i turned around and i came back and i think that you know that's trouble but so it is trouble, but and and it's not that much of a tangent, really, because if you have a lot of 
say you have a lot of office space down there. Well, the typical office in the Wassa area is going to close at 5. Right. So then you have those folks hanging out there at night with people that are living there. Those people aren't going to be comfortable having those essentially homeless folks hanging out and causing trouble. Right. So you're not going to have people willing to spend additional money on a condo because that's the type of atmosphere you're going to have. You know, what kind of if you brought in places like like restaurants or sensible retail environments, that's those businesses then control that sort of traffic and they can weed out those unsavory types. Sure. I think. I yeah, I mean I think there's something to be said for that. I just you know, so, but what about, what do you think of the actual water? You know, I mean, it's a river. So what, aside from just, you know, like up north, for example, our house is near a guy who's on a little creek and it turns into a little bit of a river and he, you know, has a, a canoe rental business and stuff like that. I mean, I, I don't know that it's the same thing, but I, I think that there's got to be something we could do with the actual water. Yeah, I don't. That's not really my my interest. I I like to look at it, but right. I don't necessarily like to be on it. Right, exactly. But I, but I can see that there's a lot of potential. You know, uh, Dive Point Scuba has something like that already, where they rent. I know they rent canoes and kayaks. They might rent paddle boats and stand up paddles, paddle um, whatever yeah. those things are. You know, they do that now, but. I think if there was more places like that on the whole riverfront, it's just a bigger draw for all of those businesses. Right. And it gets people out onto the water. You know, this idea of a, of a restaurant, a, a, an entertainment complex, if you will, I can see there being a big you know, a waterfront deck or something that actually goes out onto the water for people to sit out and enjoy the, the river and the waterfront while they're having a cocktail, having right. dinner, whatever it is. Yeah, I, <clears throat> sorry, I I agree. I think that, you know, putting businesses specifically or trying to encourage businesses to be in that space seems to be a good idea because if you look at, uh, there's that restaurant in Mosinee that's on, on a river and, you know, it's where you go for prom or, you know, when you're a kid or, you know, where you go for a little bit more of a, a dress up experience we'll say because that's that's something you actually say in our community um but you know it's it's it becomes the, the nature of it all like iozo's in, in weston you know near my house that's that's one of the big draws is sitting there at dinner and you know there's a good chance a deer is going to walk by you know the big glass windows and so that it's right on the river and that's that's a pretty cool location and it just sort of happened to be where the family you know grew up house was so they added on but I, I i wonder so what role do you think what role do you think a municipality the city has in in helping to encourage stuff to go there well i think they have a, a big role i i think that we did a lot of great things on the 400 block with a committee an independent committee you know we were the ones that were driving that you know we were the ones that raised a million dollars to make that happen right and the city kicked in you know a few hundred thousand if we got to that point i think that they can drive a good independent group along the same type of uh, idea you know we'll kick in 
X amount of dollars if you can raise this for these clearly defined things. So, but, but so the, the, the water is, is a little bit different because, you know, if, if it's encouraging business development, that's different than what we did on the 400 block was essentially just kind of build something and walk away from it, you know, getting Dave and Buster's to come. That's, that's sort of getting Dave and Buster's to make an investment. I think, you know, one of the things that the city can do is offer a developer, uh, encouragement financial encouragement to build multi-use properties down there so that you know when it when it when somebody from Dave and Buster's comes looking they don't have to go okay well we have to rebuild this entire you know space that's not really something that I think that a franchisee or you know a developer wants to take on you know because that's a that's a whole hell of a lot of project you know what I mean right you know, I think that we talked at some point, we talked about the p- potential of TIF funds could help right. facilitate a lot of growth. Yeah, you know, it just it just seems like it's it's lagging. You know, this idea that we we want to do something. We really we really want to do something, but we don't know what we want to do. You know, that I think that that's the point where that thing is at, isn't it? It seems like it. There hasn't been any discussion about it since that plan that I've seen, since that event that they had when they unveiled the two plans from the the company. Right. I haven't I haven't read anything about it since then, other than the Greenwoods proposed uh, restaurant. Oh really? I didn't read that one. Tell me a little bit about that. It's been a while since I've read it, so I'm. Um, paraphrasing but I, I know the greenwood family was interested in opening a dave and buster's type restaurant something of their own invention but using that model and uh, i believe they were supposed to open near the Savo supply bridge street area on that side of the riverfront okay but ever since that article i haven't heard anything about that so i don't know if the city has approved their application if there's any i know there's no construction but that's all i really know about it wow just it just it does it just sort of it pops up and then it it just dies out and and there must i wonder if there's you know i wonder if there are environmental reasons for that you know that that savo facility and sort of over the the history of town I'm guessing there have been factories or, you know, manufacturing concerns down there, shipping concerns, because the river was a point of travel. So, you know, I wonder how much environmental damage it is literally just to the land. I know that when the Dudley Tower was built, that was a big project, sort of getting the the ground essentially to be healthy again. And the same thing with the eye clinic of Wausau. These things had to, you know, sort of, do a lot of environmental rehab and I you know you just wonder how much that is an inhibiting factor you know but more than that it's huge even pick and save went through that oh they did okay yeah because I mean there's graphic packaging over on the other side of the bridge and they're they're technically on the water but they're not real I mean their physical building is very far away from the, the water I think you know at least that's the way it looks from the highway or from the road but you know sort of over generations and generations and generations 
that sort of stuff, you know, is a real concern. I mean, you just, you know, I'm on the board of Bridge Clinic and when we built our community garden, that was one of the things that we had to, to allocate like one quarter of our budget was to environmental rehab. And that just, that just sucks up everything. You know, it really does. It's amazing sort of how hard that pulls on, on, you know, a project. So, yeah. Yeah. And in everything that I've read about this whole project, there hasn't been any, not that I recall it being any discussion about environmental factors. So when you say that it's sort of come to a standstill, that's a great point to that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I just think that there's a lot of potential there, a lot of wasted potential. Right. It, it, you just have this big brown field now, which yeah. isn't attracting anyone. Right. It's, yeah, because, I mean, even if, so, you know, just do the simplest thing, like we did with the 400 block. Just take some grass seed down there, you know? Just do, just make it a pretty lawn, for crying out loud. Right. Because right now it literally is, like you're saying, just this brown blight, you know? Get some weird, you know community garden people i'm one of them you know to to go down and plant flowers you know just anything to sort of break up that visual arresting moment that that seems to be it really is hard and so that that gets me to the next thing i I wanted to talk about so uh as as spring is here or well today it's today is as the ice sheet has feel like it right the ice sheet has descended on us again um do you think that these sort of projects and these these this lack of movement will say because I think you and I both agree we we sometimes lack movement here in central Wisconsin this lack of movement is highlighted more in the changing of seasons yeah I think so you know because uh, like when we're inside for the winter you know we don't find that's that's a big white sheet then and we don't really care because we're just trying not to freeze to death you know and we're all so miserable but when when it's springtime all of a sudden we start thinking i want to go outside i want to go do something i want to do i want to do i want to do and what ends up happening is you start looking around going what am i going to do okay well that's horrible you know like for for example I'll, and this is a tiny example and People in Weston will probably, not that you're listening, but you probably would be annoyed if you did listen. Um, The village of Weston changed their, uh, the flags on the signs on, uh, I think it's Highway, whatever, the the street the Target is on. I don't know the name of the street. Um, And I live here. But uh, (laughs) they've changed the flags now. And so... It, uh, it's a different color. It's red, black, and white. So we've become the Chicago Bulls of central Wisconsin. Um, but it's it's funny how municipalities have to sort of grab onto spring and go, okay, we're going to put on a big show. We're going to get, you know, we're going to get the parks guys out there. We're going to dress some things up here because, you know, people are going to start coming out of their houses. That's that. It really is fascinating to me when I think about that versus, you know, my friend Melissa in Alabama who doesn't have winter. And so they have this season all year round where they can be outside versus us who, I mean, we're just all locked down in solitary confinement for six months out of the year. Yeah, but when you talk about progress in a community in something like the riverfront, think of everything that could have been accomplished in the winter oh, when God. you're on lockdown. Oh, yeah. All of the planning that was involved, and you could have all of these pegs ready to pull 
are ready to put into place the minute the ground thaws, the minute it, it, we can get out and start utilizing this. I think what happens in spring is that people get out, they're so excited to get out right? because they've been locked down for so long that they just want to enjoy that for a while. Right. So then that also adds to the, to the standstill. That's, oh yeah, good point. Because they haven't, they haven't done anything. They want to do things for themselves. They want to get out and they want to, you know, fix up their lawns, start planting their own gardens, clean up the garage, that sort of thing. And then the things that could have been worked on all winter kicked into play the minute spring started aren't. So now we're into summer yeah, it's starting to happen. Heat's coming on. You know, there's, they're always, it's kind of like relationships. You know, there's always a, an excuse for something. Right. Whether you're at work, whether it's at home, there's always a reason to not do something. Right. So that, right, exactly. And that, that's fun. So let's, so we could even broaden that out. So I, you know, there, there is always a reason not to do something. We, we all, you know, whether it be our personal lives, our spiritual lives, if you have one, our professional lives, you know, I think, you know, you, you write in your bio how you changed your life at, at this at this juncture. You just went from being one guy to going, I, I have to make a change. Right. And, and it is it is telling because, you know, I mean, you're my friend and I've always wondered where, where that sort of, how that, not to put you on the spot or anything, but... Uh, how you got the stones to do that? Yeah, you, you just have to. You just have to do it. You have to decide that this is what you want. This is what's good for, you know, for the greater good of of your personal circle, and you just have to jump. Yeah, that really. I mean, because it really is. That really was a, a a brave thing you did. So I mean, for for those of you who who didn't read Eric's bio, he he worked in one industry for a long time, and uh, and at some point reached a decision and it became a software developer and just sort of it, it was a shock to me i mean i know that i was absolutely shocked that 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 happened because i didn't see that one coming at all you know i thought okay you know we're gonna keep going down this path and, and reach the the natural termination point and then and then have to come up with something but you really did sort of take on a change in the middle and, and bravely go and do something else and i thought that 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 was both shocking and really quite cool and, and sort of inspiring. So I, I really, you know, I just thought we could talk, you know, that was that gets to this idea of, you know, sort of we have to, as a community, we have to, the people that are involved in a project have to grab on and go, look, it's, it's winter, we're going to put together a plan and we're going to start going and we're going to get shovels ready for the spring. And I think, our, you know, you and I both worked on the 400 block. And I think that there were lots of meetings where we just sort of went, okay, this is Why? this is stupid. What are we right. doing here? But at some point, you know, people like, like Mark Craig, you know, sort of grabbed this and went, okay, we're going to the next level. This is, the, let me define what that is for you who don't know. And we're going to move past the discussion about a glockenspiel or a water slide or a clock tower. And we're going to move into the next stage of this because I'm a grown up and I want to stop shopping for, for good times and I want to start building something. And I think that that, you know, that that's the, that was the 
sort of educational moment for me because I, I was just happy to argue about glockenspiels or staircases or, you know, or whatever the hell we were arguing about. But, you know, community leaders like Mark or others went, all right, let's just build this damn thing. Yeah, but those leaders also in, you know, in going back to your point about changing life, goal, right. I guess, you know, he could also see the long-term goal. And he said, let's do it because here's what's going to happen in 10 years if we do it. And I think that the problem that the city has is they're not looking far enough ahead. I decided to change careers because where I was, I was stuck. And the, the you know, even nationwide, the, the design career was starting to become saturated. It was saturated. It was stagnant. It was, you have to look forward. You have to look far ahead and see where the where the world is going and where your place in that world is. And this riverfront, for instance, is they're not looking far enough ahead. Right. I yes, that's right. I agree with you on that. I mean, they don't sort of look far enough ahead. So, I'll, I'm gonna we're gonna bring this segment of the podcast to a halt. And uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot. So, what would you do if you had carte blanche with with that section? Just just the section you can see from from your window. What would you want to, What would you do there? Well, I like the idea of just doing something, like you said, just plant some seed, put out some benches, clear some of the brush so you can see the river, and start there. Get people down there. Get people talking about it. Get people thinking about what could be, and then take those items and move forward. You know, that, that, that scenario is going to end with you and I and some gardening gloves and a pickup truck and rakes. I know. There's just too much blight in this city, and I can't stand looking at it. Not because it's ugly, but because it's it's a lack of forethought that's right. so frustrating to Yes. Me. It's a symptom of something else. Right. Okay. And, and there's a lot of that downtown. in the hands of people. All right, so you ready? We're going to do our endorsements now. I don't have to tell oh, you. Yeah. Okay. You got them? Let me just launch the pad here. Yes, mine are in Evernote, of course. I saw that. Mine are too. I just don't have them in the here you are. Oh, okay. Notes, so. Okay. All right, so like everybody else's podcast, we, we bring this to the to a close by by endorsing some stuff. So uh, I've got four things. Actually, I've got five things, but uh, I'll go with I'll I'll start. So uh, here in Wausau, our our guy, my friend Brad Ludwig, he's got a podcast. It's actually sort of a whole podcast network of science fiction, comic book, nerdorama sort of stuff called the Galactic Netcasts. And uh, he does one about science fiction specifically. I think it's related to Doctor Who, but I'm not sure. But if you Google the Galactic Netcasts in Wausau, you'll find Brad Ludwig's stuff. So what do you got? What's one? 
I came across something this week, and it is based on a book by James Clear. He has a blog as well. And let me find the name of the book. And the name of the book, the title is Stop Thinking and Start Doing. It's the power of practicing more. And I am certainly a victim of this, but learning is, is great. But jumping in and doing and learning that way is so much better. And I think you're a great one for that because you're constantly on Twitter putting your heart out there. And you're learning about how to be a social media expert sure. that way versus reading a lot of articles about Twitter right. and how to become that person, which is what I tend to do more often. Sure. And yeah, that's, that's practicing true. More. So what's his name? James Clear. Okay. And, and how, did, how did you find him? There's just a link from Twitter. on. It was on Lifehacker. Okay. This week, and it's just a life hacker just sort of summarizes what's going on in there and some of the high level points. And yeah, you know, that's, the book might that's be a... something to look into, but I think that the article itself is it covers a good, a good, uh, it had a great point called fall in love with boredom because a lot of times uh, practicing is boredom. Yep, I read that. And uh, so that's, yeah, I've one heard of the him, I plan to do more. Yeah, I've heard him. I must have heard that guy on other podcasts, and I just sort of went, "Yep, that's cool." So, all right. So I'm I'm going to just plug uh, my friend Seth's podcast. He's got a podcast called the Workbench Podcast with uh, a guy named Bill Meese. And uh, Seth and Bill are both former, or actually, I think Bill still works in the music industry, but. Uh, music industry guys and who are also technology guys and uh they created a podcast called the workbench podcast which they pretty much just get together and talk about you know how essentially how they work and what they use and sort of the cool stuff and technology of the moment and i think everybody does that you know there's a million people out there talking about you know this this app and that app and CNET and Gadget and The Verge and they all all these places exist. But I actually know Seth, so you know I'm gonna plug his podcast and then I'll just plug one more podcast because it's it's awesome. It's uh so David Lee Roth has a podcast, <laughs> which I I find David Lee Roth to be one of the cooler cats ever, and so his podcast is this absolute revelation about his life. So I didn't really give a crap. I mean, he's he's Diamond Dave from Van Halen, and you know I prefer that era of Van Halen. But he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, it, talking to Joe about how he moved to to live in Japan, and it was just one of these things where all of a sudden you got this like two hour discussion with David Lee Roth about how, yeah, I just moved to Japan, I wow. wanted to live there, and that's where I live now. Well, do you like have a maid or an assistant? He's like, no, I'm David Lee Roth. I don't have any of that stuff. And, it, and Joe Rogan just kept saying, well, how do you buy groceries? And, and Dave, David Lee Roth was like, I go to the grocery store? And it was it was this mind-blowing thing where it's like, look, I can't imagine David Lee Roth buying half and half. I don't think that that's – I don't think that happens. And so all of a sudden you're like, okay, let's – you've I've had David Lee Roth wrong all these years. And so you Google him and it's just this – he's got this podcast like there's this episode where he's he's really into cattle dogs and training cattle dogs and he's 
he spends a lot of money on production. He's obviously got some sort of a full-on film crew because he's got the money, apparently. And so this massive, massive production value. And, uh, and it's just about weird shit. You know, like he did a podcast about how, his love for professional wrestling and how it started in the 50s and how, you know, and it's just listening to David Lee Roth talk for long periods of time is cool because at some point he stops being sort of David Lee Roth and he just becomes David and he's telling you about his life and sort of his passions and god damn if he is just not the coolest dude ever you know just this he's a practicing martial artist who built who he he rebuilt his Burbank mansion out of it was a traditional Hollywood mansion for you know entertaining and shit like that and he just rebuilt it into a place where he can train the martial arts that he pursues. And I just thought, dude, you're, you're chasing it in, on a whole nother level. The, the David Lee Roth chasing happiness level is completely different. So it really was something else. So, so I think, you know, it's on YouTube, it's on iTunes, it's everywhere. The David Lee Roth podcast. I really think the video one is cool. So we'll get a right. link on the website. Yeah, we'll put a link up. So, and, uh, so what's your last one? I found this week a a vinyl, sort of a vinyl Vistaprint. If you're not familiar with Vistaprint, they print cheap stuff, good-looking cheap stuff, quality cheap stuff, but like business cards, letterheads, stuff like that. If you need a business card, you get like, you know, ten thousand for five dollars, right? Something. I mean, it's outrageous. But I found one that prints uh, vinyl this week. They get two hundred and fifty vinyl records and sleeves for like $1,500 and it just seemed like the coolest thing ever made me want to be a musician or record something and right get it pressed make some beats so, right exactly. exactly what's it called solid manufacturing damn that's cool yeah that's right yes you sent that to me on Twitter yes I yeah. saw that I'm like that's the coolest thing ever Very I wish cool. I was in a so band some of these, you know, local startup bands I mean it's a great opportunity to put out some custom vinyl God. And they do custom vinyl. It's not just your standard black. You know, there's different packages that you can get. Oh, that's cool. You know, that's de- cool. Decorative vinyl. and It's uh, neat. That's cool. All right, so let's wrap up the podcast. So if people want to find us, uh, how do they do it? Where are we on Twitter? Here, at Here You Are Wasa. Okay. And uh, hereyouarewasa.com. We'll put uh, our links, recommendations on the, on the website. And uh, we'll get to... We'll get a copy of the podcast, this week's podcast. You can get our first our first podcast is out there as well, and we'll get the other one up. Good. Yep, takes a couple, and then we'll be able to get them up on iTunes, and, and then uh, people, and then we'll be famous. Yeah. We'll have millions of people listening. Exactly. All right. All right, also I'll talk Good to you later. To you. Bye. Okay, so that's it. All right. All right, so now take a look at your calendar. Right now. Yep. I want to see when, because there's we can do something after that. One more segment. Okay. You want to? I mean, I think nighttime works would sort of make sense. Yeah, and I think I think Gina works tomorrow night. Okay. So, or I mean, tomorrow. Well, that would be today. Today's Sunday, it, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm thinking if she works at 6 in the morning the next day, you know, it's always a good time that night before because she right. goes to bed early. So 
Uh, let me take a look at the calendar upstairs okay. and see. I don't know off the top of my head. Good. All right, cool. Then give me some information. We'll, we'll find a night this week. Sounds How'd that good. one go for you? I think it went well. How'd it sound? Good. I think it sounded a lot better. So, yeah. I put headphones in this time. Did you? I figured that, you know, you always talk louder with headphones. Yep. So if nothing else, that would help. And yeah. No, I, th- I think you sound really clear. Good. So, all right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Later. Bye.